Hey guys, it is it's happening with Snooky and Joey. Welcome to It's Happening with Snoopy and Joey, our first official episode back with Joey being a swimsuit model. He's alive, you guys. He did not pass away. Barely. To Teller and Chris. To Teller and Chris, thank you for everyone for, um, for joining us today. We're going to go step by step from the time I woke up until what's occurring right now as we speak. Um, and um, buckle up because it's going to be a wild ride. There was trials and tribulations. There was... Uh, death scares there was a change they uh, it was all drama but um i'm alive yes so welcome to the show um sorry we are a little late today but i'm a trash mom and i got drunk last night and i went to see joey and then i was really hungover and i threw up this morning so in a frat party and i i'm on my deathbed literally can't move or talk and <laughs> breathe with 104 fever and they're wiling out, drinking wine. My, with my, fa- my father was a ringleader. My, Poppy was... Yeah, she, Poppy started it all. Poppy was taking shots of vodka and vaping. <laughs> Kara was, and Nicole were trying to do Reiki on me. Nick, her, Kara's boyfriend, was just a mess. It was just like, there was a full, loud-ass party. And I was like, literally, felt like I was going to die. But they're what our friends for. At least I had the company, and I enjoyed it. Yeah, um, so... Um... I'm a little hungover today, and Joey's on drugs, so it should be a good show. I am on lots of pills. No, I didn't remember. Oh, that's what I think. That's the thing. I want to tell stories. I don't know if you have anesthesia or not, but I've met, I lost my memory with everything. I forget things all the time now. Wait, what? Like after your surgery? Uh, yeah, because I told the same story to you like 60 times, and I didn't realize I ever told anyone. Well, I feel like... You know, you're still recovering. You literally had surgery like three days ago. So right when you got out, you ended up calling me. Um, and we talked for like 20 minutes and you sounded so out of it. But like, I could understand what you were saying. In the house, new place. So you called me. And then when I came to see you, you told me this, the same exact story. And I was like, are you on drugs? <laughs> Which obviously yeah. you are. But um yeah, Joey had no idea that he called me because you were probably, like, so fucked up. I really was. Now, this is my first time having anesthesia, except for when I had my colonoscopy, my open-ass surgery. But that, sure. that was just a twilight. It wasn't a, a down-under. Down-under, mate. So I get in the place, and I've been nervous the whole time, like, you know, like, going into it. And, you know, we, I talked to my friends, my family, the night before, I was like, it's going to be fine. I was like, well, there's no turning back now. It's something I've always wanted. And I got to the place and then I was already high emotional because it was so early in the morning. And I get there and they realized, told me that my pop, poppy dropped me off. I thought he was going to be able to come into the arms. They're prepping me and doing all this stuff. And they said, We're, no, no, sir. You can't come in here. You need to stay in your car. In your car. So I basically had to say goodbye to my father, which could have been the last time ever. Oh, Joey was a mess. By the way, you guys, Joey documented the whole thing from the morning. Um, you know, he did like vlog style for YouTube. So you're going to see everything. Yeah. So, so yeah. I can say goodbye to my father there. So then, and then I did, like I said, I told my father, I was like, right, because he doesn't want the cameras on. He gets so confused, just spaz. I was like, no, this is real. So he's like, what do you mean it's real? I said, this is the last, this is really the last time I'm going to say goodbye to you. So we're at, he was over. So we're not acting. I said, no, this is goodbye. You can't come in. So then I started hysterically crying and emotional. I walk in the place like my snot. Was Poppy crying? Yes, he cried. Oh. And then I, he went back to his car and he said, we said, you know, we love you. We love you. You're going to do good. You're going to do good. And it's just so because of COVID. Wait, I thought it didn't look like you were in a car. You were in a waiting room saying bye to him. We, you know, he came in. He was allowed to come into the downstairs waiting room and, and like the, in, the, in the lobby downstairs, but like in the surgical center where I was about to go have my surgery upstairs. He wasn't allowed near there. Oh, okay. So it was just like little two chairs and tables. So I had to walk in the thing and say goodbye to him by myself. And then I'm like hysterically crying, nervous. Then I get in there filling the paperwork out. But you guys, Joey literally thought he was dying. Like this was the last time he was going to see Poppy. Like he's not going to make it. Well, I didn't think I was, but it's like. No, you were. I could tell with your crying. I know. I was really scared. So not because of the pain. 
or anything like that. It's just being, I, I honestly think you were scared of dying with your anxiety and being alone um, was terrifying and not having him there, not being able to have my parents, like anyone. Like I thought, I thought I was, I thought I was going to go there. Nicole and my father were going to be standing by my side, like while, while I had my little bonnet on, and they're rolling me away, and they're down the hallway, kissing, blowing kisses at me, saying, "You're going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine." That was not the case. I was left for dead. So I, so I, and I can only imagine if during COVID when that happened, people had to say goodbye to their loved ones on FaceTime for the last time. They weren't even. Oh, I know. That's what I was thinking when you told me that. I mean, my little thing doesn't even compare to what those people had to go through, but I can completely sympathy sympathize with these people because it is. The, and then the recovery room. Okay, let's finish with surgery. So I get into the room, and it's nice people. Uh, so they say Joseph. I said this is she, and they bring me back. They say having this done, and they they do the vitals, and they weigh you. They put some sticker behind my ear for nausea, and they put me in these little outfits. I was naked, and they put me in a little robe. And I now I I know that um, she's like just you're prepared. You're you're gonna be fully nude in front of about twelve people in about a few minutes. Um, so just buckle up with that. So I go like, oh my god. So they bring me into the thing, and then Doctor Chattel's in there. He has and Chelsea's in there, who's his other his his side doctor. I don't know what's called a physician's assistant. Uh-huh. Yeah, the, the anesthesiologist. He's from the Ukraine. He had a thick accent. He reminds me from someone of like, of um, uh, what is that called? With um, a million dollars. What was it called? Who? Who's that? Austin Powers. Austin Powers. He reminds <laughs> me. Of Stupid. He sounded like someone from Austin Powers. And then like six other nurses, they're all there. Walk in, fully nude. Jutella comes up to me. I'm standing there. It's freeze cold and things. So my peach as small as it is, it was inverted so much you cannot you can't even see my peach at all. It was that it was Ew. inside my body. I'm just like looking up, trying to be funny and like brush the brush the pain away. And then talk to Jutella and like ten other people have these like sponges and they're rubbing red stuff all over my body. I guess it's like a uh, anti like iodine or something like that, so you don't uh, get an infection. And then he puts me, and I said not moving. And then. He asked me to put some music on. He put some nice music on. I made him play Cardi B Wop while I'm getting ready. And they put these arm muffs on me, leg muffs. And then they put me on a table. And he's, I lay down. They put a thing over my face for oxygen. He goes, we're just going to give you something to relax real quick, like a Valium. And then we're just like talking, talking, talking. Um, and next thing I know, I, w- I was woken up in another country, like by myself. There was no one around to be found. In another room. Uh, well, on... On our side, on the family side, we were freaking out. So I knew Joey was going to start really early at like, what, 6 or 7? 7 a.m. 7 a.m., yeah. Now tell your side of the story. I am, bitch. It's happening. So I knew he was going to go in at 7, and I was in a group chat with Kara and Poppy. And I was like, Poppy, just let me know you know, what time he gets out, because then if I can come see him, I'll come. Um, yeah, so I was just waiting all day, and I, I felt anxious. You know, I'm not an anxious person. I, I, like, felt weird. I was like, oh, my God, I hope he's okay. And I and I prayed, like, three times. I was like, please don't kill my friend. <laughs> and so, you know, time's passing. It's 12 o'clock, which I feel like that was when the surgery should have ended. It took um, you hours. I thought it was six. No, it was supposed to be just four hours. Oh, four. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, 12, 12 o'clock comes and I'm like, all right, is he out of surgery? Like, how's he feeling? Should I come see him? And Poppy's like, no, he's not. He's not out of surgery yet. I was like, holy shit. Okay. And I, I didn't start to worry then. And then, you know, it's one o'clock, 2.30. I'm texting Kara. What's you know what's going on i stopped texting poppy because i didn't want to make him anxious right so i did a side text with kara and i was like what is going on like where is he she goes we're still waiting here we don't know i was like no nurses came and like let you know that he's doing great and and he has like another hour like no one checked in and she was like no so it's 3 30 and i'm like what the fuck so i ended up dming dr tuteller to be like text me when you're done like let me know how it was and then i did a text to him also so i hit him up twice um because i knew once yeah and i knew once um you know you were once he was done with your surgery obviously he was going to text me 
So I feel like it was, hmm, I feel like it was four o'clock. Finally, I get a call. I get a call from Tutela. And I was like, oh my God, is he alive? I was like, it's been like 10 hours. The nurses never checked up with Poppy. He was a freaking mess in the waiting room, like not knowing what's going on. And he calmed me down right away. Tutela was like, he did great. We did more work than we than we planned, but we figured, you know what? He's doing great in surgery. His heart rate's fine. Why don't we just, you know, get everything that we can done so he would never have to come back and do this again? Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, thank Christ. Because I literally, I was, I was starting to get nervous probably at like 2.30 because you still weren't out. The nurses weren't checking on you or checking on, um, Poppy to let him know like how it's going. So I'm like, like, did you find on the table? And they don't know how to tell us. Like, what is going right. on? They thought when I went in, there was supposed to be four-hour surgery, and they, we had a plan, a medical plan that we, you know, we had an agreement on. Doctor Tell and I. Mm. No, it was just supposed to be. Say he's done a ton of consultations. He was just so there's two ways you can do it depending on how much how big your boobs are. You can just cut a little a little slit in the nipple and then take the gland out from there and then just do liposuction around your armpit and that'll do it. And then that's what I was planning on having done. Then I do 360 lipo, so he did do a couple incisions on my stomach, some on my sides and some on my back. Little mm-hmm. tiny scratches, like a little kitty scratch. That's all it is. Right. So I don't know what, sir, I don't know what, what they did first or what happened, but when I got to my titties, He's well, I think your titties, your titties were first because I don't know if you guys follow Dr. Tutela, but he always like, um, he always posts his surgeries. He shows videos and he shows, you know, pictures of stuff of him in surgery. So he ended up showing a video of Joey getting his lipo. And I, my knees got weak. Like I felt really dizzy when I saw it. Like I couldn't really watch it, but I could see that there was incisions and cuts on your boobies already. So I think he did your tits first and then the lipo. Yeah. So what happened was when he first went to do my tit, he cut the, the little moon, the half moon around my nipple, did the glandular extraction. I was like, okay. And then he realized, he goes, there's a lot of skin here. So it's going to look like when you have, um, when a, like a, a really, really fat person loses a bunch yeah, of- Yeah, when you're like 600 pounds and then you lose weight and then you have hanging skin. You have skin. skin. So basically like, you know, my, my chest would be flat, but my, I would, my nipple and skin would be hanging down, like just flappy, flappy. So, so that he was forced to um, do the whole, complete the other alternative, which I wasn't excited about because it does leave you a scar um, yeah. under, under your boob, like a long scar. So if you're familiar with the, trans- the, the procedure for um, female to male transgender people, that's what they have to do when they do it. I think it's called a double mastectomy when they remove your boobs. Um, so and for that case, when it's a, bit, a large boob, that's why the um, transgendered men have those lines, um, the scars under, under their chest. I didn't know I was going to have that. I was trying to avoid that because first of all, you know, I, you know, I, I, I hadn't taken my shirt off in public because I was embarrassed about the size of my poobs and how big and big and tit like they were. Now I would have to worry about having a scar there. That's another thing I have to worry about. Why can't I just have everything normal? But then I realized it's a much better thing because I, what I, what the shape I wanted, which is like that square tight shape, would never be able to achieve just the other way. And I'm confident that because I saw your scar and you have dark skin, Nicole, and the way he stitched you up and stuff, you can barely see your scar on your boob. And darker the skin, the, the darker the scar normally. And I'm pretty pale. Yeah. So. So I and yours looks great. And um, well, he also gives you this really, really good cream. This cream costs probably like five hundred for a little tube. Yeah. He um, but yeah, but once you put it on right away, I think you put it on like twice a day. Um, it really, really helps with the scarring. Well, good because that's what that's the things I I was excited about. Every all his clients are known for the scarring, so he says don't. It looks like Frankenstein right now because um, he has marker driven on there, and then it's dried blood, and there's tape, and there's stitches. And yeah. It looks like darker than it is. But even so, um, the scar will be there. And plus, they shaves me like a cat. So, like, I've always had hairy chest and belly. So now I'm completely shaven. So once it happens, once I grow back, you know what? I don't even care anymore. I just want to be able to throw my T-shirt on and go out and feel like a, a real boy like Pinocchio. Well, yeah, without your girdle and all that shit. Yeah. Sorry, so my house I woke up. I woke up. Um, there was no one there except uh, one nurse. Then Chelsea comes in, who was, you know, a, a godsend. She's, he's... um. He's Dr. Chattel's right-hand lady, and she does all the surgeries with him, and she's brilliant and very- You should send them, like, an edible arrangement or something. Oh, no, I have to- I'm getting them- They love you. Getting such much nicer than that, but she takes such good care of me, and she woke up, and she goes, oh, my God, you did so good. You did so good, and I was- And she goes, you were out for eight hours. I said, why? What happened? What happened? 
And, and, I, and then she said, well, we. Oh, you know, I would have put a prank on you. I'd have been like, well, we couldn't save your nipples. Yeah. You know, <laughs> well, remember we discussed beforehand and he ended up having to go do the line underneath, which I didn't know. I said, it's okay. It's okay. I told him I wanted that because we had that agreement that saying that, you know, if you whatever you do, whatever you think is best, you know, I just want you to have a good result. And I don't I, I basically never wanted to do this ever again because it's so dramatic. Right. And um, he said, then my father came in and then, and then they wheeled me out to some car to go to an overnight facility, which was very nice. I thought it was like the Beyonce suite. There was chandeliers in my room and um, it was called the atrium, which is in a town around here. I don't know if it's in Florham Park or where it is, but I, Poppy couldn't come in there with me either, even though they had been in there. So I'd say goodbye to him there. And that's what my, the scariest part of the whole thing was for me. Cause the same thing, this wasn't around COVID, but the same thing happened for my, with my mom she was saying at like you know she had her doctor thing but then they just needed her to be monitored like my mother had a kidney infection right and she was in the hospital for a couple of days for it and mm-hmm. then okay you're done you can you're gonna go home you're gonna we're just gonna have you watched overnight at this other place just to make sure that you know your, your heart rates are good and everything's good so right. she went to a facility place like that and supposed to go home the next morning just like me exact same situation and she, as we all know, my mother's not here anymore. She uh, she passed away in one of those facilities when everything was looking fine. And she was supposed to go home the next morning and she just went in her sleep right there. I didn't know. Can you sue because of that or like it wasn't their fault? You no, know, well, you could have. Yeah, we could have. But my father was like so distraught. He couldn't. That's the last thing can you think of. Oh, yeah. Was, I you probably couldn't. Then there was like statute of limitations, but I don't know. So that's why I was scared already. So I'm the only right. thing I'm noticing, and you know I'm a hypochondriac, Nicole. I'm a hypochondriac, and oh my god, yes. Wait, guys, can I side note and say I'm I I'm I'm apologizing. This is not going to be the funniest podcast you're ever going to hear. I I'm really out of it, and I like I feel like loopy. No, I think this is nice though because I like I like people to see like your other side because everyone knows you're funny and hysterical, okay. but like you're also no offense, like a mess. But right. I feel like it's very relatable to a lot of people. Good. And I feel like we don't need to be funny all the time. This is like I a real life event. I feel like people are going to love this podcast. So and I want you to, to explain if you were thinking about this and then I'll tell you how many people came out the woodwork and my mind was blown. So then I get to the place. So I'm having, oh, yeah, I want to know too. Yeah. I'm getting uh, this anxiety already being there. First, my father's not there. I just like, I just woke up from the surgery. And so I only got to see my father from like, after being asleep for eight hours, I got to see him for maybe 15 minutes as we're walking into the van. And then, Poppy wasn't and then they were going to take him away from me again. So he get me, they put me in the van, they bring me to the other place. And that's where I'd say goodbye to him. And that reminded me of the time that, that my father was the last time they saw my mother. And I was like, and, and then I'm knowing this. So we're getting there. They, said, oh, they just want to come in and check your vitals. And then I want to, you know, another thing about communication with these places is talk to Jutella and Chelsea are on a group checks with me 24 hours a day, seven days a week, no matter where they had their phone on them and they call and they will come. They'll do anything. They're the best team. And yeah. that's the most comfortable thing in the world. Even with any uh, lead to appointments or anything, you have their personal cell phone numbers and you can just, you know, just any questions you have. Any yeah. But it's also not because Joey is like a celebrity. Like no. he does that with all oh, of his man. patients and he treats everyone like they're, you know, an A-lister Beyonce. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's just really comforting because surgery can be, you know, yes. really scary. Into the outpatient place, which is not the same hospital. They, they don't know like, you know, what's what and like, you know, how they're not really briefed on stuff. They they have a small briefing, but they, you know, mm-hmm. they're in and out coming from different shifts, night, night shifts, early shifts. So I want, I got in there and said, okay, there it is. Everything's looking good so far. Um, how do you feel? I said, you know, my fingers are numb. I couldn't feel my three fingers on my right side, which I thought could have been, of course, I'm. I'm, I'm oh, he I'm, thought he was having a, sh- a stroke. Yeah, I know. I thought his blood clots that was going to go to my brain and kill me. Yep. That and then um, my throat hurt um, because they had a tube down, but I, and that wasn't the big problem. What's my other? Oh yeah. So they started taking my vitals. They take my blood pressure. Blood pressure is great. But they noticed my resting heart rate was 140 something. That means when I'm just laying there, my heart is pounding. I mean, are you nervous? They said. I said not nervous right now, but now I'm nervous that I know that. And they're like, okay, why don't you just hang out, relax for a minute, and then we'll, we'll try it again. It's the same thing, same thing. They call the doctor, and then, uh, like, and that, at this point, I'm thinking, oh, my God, they're, they're going to take, take me back out of here and put me in ICU, into an emergency room. Something went wrong. This shouldn't be happening. So then the nurse, Alexis, from um, the atrium, she was the most. 
Alexis. Alexis, I, I, she's I, I, nurses are true angels on earth. I mean, unless you're a bitchy one, like some uh, some other like one. Tara. <laughs> Tara, yeah, or a drunk one. Yeah, this one. Well, oh, yeah, this, shout out to all you nurses and caregivers because you guys do not get enough credit. No, and I made sure, and I do this. I would do this anyway. I made sure every single person that I came in contact came in my room. I asked their name, and I, I just you know did a mini speech every time saying how grateful I am during COVID-19 you're putting your life on the line to do, to do your jobs. And, you know, I know this, my little tit job is the most, the most insignificant thing that's going to be happening around here, but I just want to thank you. But it's changing my life. But Yeah. yeah. But you know, saying that, thank you for being, being, thank you for being a friend. Right. Um, so thank you for being a friend. It's happening. Now I, of course, at this point, I have my laptop on thing and I'm Googling how fast can you die from three fingers being numb, um, heart rate over 140 after surgery. I'm going the full deep dive. The girls with my computer away. She goes, put that away now. She's like, you don't, don't, you're going to stress yourself even more. You need to relax. And then I was just, then yeah, I, what's wrong I, with you? I tried to explain to her that why I was so scared. And I said, this is my first time being surgery. This is the first time sleeping in a hospital. I, and I'm the first time being in a hospital bed. And my family, with my family, I'm just going through a lot. Because well, it seems like you are a lot on your plate. And then I talked. Then I brought it up to mom. I said, "Well, I don't know if you know this story or not, but the same thing happened to my mother, and she passed away like this in the same situation. You're supposed to go home. Everything was fine. And then I started getting choked up. And then Alexis, literally, this woman I, I met, I just met, 20 minutes. She, she automatically grabs my hand and says, "It's okay. It's okay. I'm here for you. I'm here. Oh. I'm here." I'm here. And this woman for a half hour as I'm weeping and choked, like, like violently crying, put her head, she has her, you know, her mask on. So she put her head on my neck and she held me and she hugged me and held my hand. I'm so I stopped crying because you need to relax, Joseph. Joseph, I'm here. I'm here. And, and, and she was like, just, just, just that kind of thing. When you go above and beyond your job, just human compassion and contact. Like, yeah. I don't, like even when a call, like, goes to like hug me or something i flinch or my dad goes to hug me or something i flinch because i'm always afraid i'm like i'm so used to not being touched by anyone I remember <laughs> but he literally thinks i'm always gonna um hit him. like punch him yeah i'm like I what never, are you doing freak give me a hug i've never been beaten before but it's like so like that <laughs> you look like you've been beaten before now, yeah i do now but it was just like you know i i i, I neglect I neglect, I neglect myself from human contact i have so much that it it was like I can't, I can't even explain to you the feeling of that woman standing there, a total stranger holding my hand in a room and just telling me things are going to be okay. And it's like that automatically. And then, then I start, that made me feel better. And then I start thinking about why things can do that. And I realized, you know, when you have surgery, you're not allowed to drink anything after, before we go to bed. So I went to bed yeah. seven that night, seven the night before my surgery. Cause I wanted to, I had to be up at five, four in the morning so I went to bed really early. I got to surgery and you're not allowed to drink anything at surgery, not to do anything. And then my surgery went from four hours to eight hours. So I went about almost 24 hours without having any, any water. Without even having like a sip. Yeah. A sip of water. Not even a <laughs> But I feel like if they're giving you IVs, that should yeah. fix it. I thought so too, but yeah. I don't think I, I didn't think of hydrated. So I think I was very, very dehydrated. That could have been the one thing. And also, so then lo and behold, and the doctor tell, of course, jumps to the rescue and says, get me a picture of this, of his, of his chest. Alexis comes in, takes a picture of my boobs and she goes, that'll look great. And then he tells her that he puts this in this adrenaline cream that you have to put around your nipples or the scars so the skin doesn't die. So it's, so it basically brings blood, like brings like a leech or something. This cream brings blood to the surface of the skin so that skin doesn't die and it'll attach to the new thing. So like, say your finger gets cut off, they, they would put this cream around, after they sew you up, they put this cream around the finger so <laughs> blood flow stays there. They rubbed that shit all over my chest. And she goes, that, he goes, we need you to wash it all off because, because I put it all over his chest. That's why his heart rate is pounding so much. Oh, you are a fucking idiot. The adrenaline. So then, so then so they gave me a sponge bath and then they also gave me um, some Valiums to calm down and then you know it was a little high a little high by the next morning i woke up at back in like it was back at 90. oh my god and my fingers were feeling better and um and that was that so it's like finally everything's slowly now my next second thing was um i was taking my medications um 
And I know the constipation, I was scared of that. So instead of leaving, going home, I reached, um, I, I know that there's, there's this place in Lincoln's in Florham Park. I didn't want to go to my father's house to stay with, because uh, I have to stay here for a while to recover. I don't want to go to my father's house because God forbid, there, it's only a half hour away from the hospital, but I wanted to be close to Chattel's office. I know I had to go there the next morning. I wanted to be close to Nicole because I knew, she, you know, if I needed anything, she lives right here. She lives right here. I live right around the corner. She can be there. So I, I've stayed this place before. It's called the Archer Florham Park, the Archer Hotel. It is the most stunning hotel I've ever been to in um, New Jersey or really on the East Coast. It is, um, they have a few locations. If you go to the Archer, archerhotels.com. So I reached out to them with my classes, New York with Influencers um, speech. And I told my story and then, um, long story short, um, they said they invited me to their deluxe suite to stay to recover in their place. And so they're so generous. If you're in the New Jersey area and um, and you're looking for like a really chic hotel, which is quite affordable and it's just the best, the beautiful bar, the rooms, the, the beds. Yes, yeah. I was at the bar last night. It was such a beautiful vibe. The beds are insane. Everything's so modern and fresh, but you still feel homey. Um, the staff is incredible. Um, and again, I, I, I'm not saying this because they gave me so they they gave me this week. I've been staying here when me and Nicole were working a lot, and I had to come back and forth to Jersey, and I had all these other things I was doing. I used to stay here all the time, so like I've loved, I've loved this place forever. So this, but I, you know, every time you come here, you have the best experience. So if you want to check out Archer Hotels, um, they have them all over. I think there's one in Denver. I think there's one in, um, they're all over. Just go check them out, Austin. There's one, um, check them out. They're one of my favorite hotel chains and they really do a stellar job of um, having me. So Poppy and I are staying in this, this hotel suite and um, sorry, I'm having a little saltine cracker. That's all I can eat now. Um, we've been staying here recovering, but now the gross part about this whole thing is they have these two drains on the side of me, which hold, oh. you saw them. Yes, freak. Rubber balloons, like big plastic balloons with tubes coming out of them. And then there's, they're, they're, they're somewhere in my body. I don't know how they're attached because I'm, I'm wrapped up like a fucking mummy. Aren't they in your skin? Like they're, they're under they're your skin. In the, they're in my body, not even in my skin. They're like, like looped up through my back, coiled up my neck and like down, they're like in me. I'm surprised I didn't rip them out last night. No, you, are you I'm surprised you didn't rip them out. No, that's what I, that's what I mean. The rager that you had in my room. Okay, well I give you Reiki, so fuck off. No, I feel great now. So. I have these in, but then there's these two ones. First of all, I woke up, I looked down. My whole pubic area where and my, my pishkadil are black. I looked down and I was like, I have a black dick. And I was, <laughs> I was, I was hoping that, you know, it'd be larger knowing the stereotype, but it wasn't. Um, and my pishkadil is all shriveled up and it's black and my black and blue. So what happens is there's only drains for like the sides, but then there's one for this tummy tuck or the tummy um, thing. They keep them open. So it's right above your uh, your snurb hair or your pishkadil hair. There's two little slits about the size of, on either side, one of them on either side, about the size of, I don't know, uh, a Tic Tac slit. It's like, like a little thing. But you just have, so you have to, do, you have to squeeze them, get in the shower, you have to squeeze oh. like a pimple. And as you're doing it, a, a projectile shoots out fluid. Like it's blood and fluid, the, the tumescent fluid and blood together. It looks like it looks like a Menendez brothers crime scene in here. Um, and it just keeps coming out. You have to keep doing that. The bulges that are there, you have to push push the liquids out. And oh my God, nasty. So it can come out, come out, come out. So I still have, I weighed myself beforehand. He took seven and a half liters. That's like three, two liter bottles of soda and then an extra one of fat. I, really, I, I honestly cannot wait to see your recovery and your results because he said that is insane. Like that, that's a lot of, you know, fat to take out. So I feel like you're going to look, I can't, I just can't wait to see your results. Don't, don't, if you're having class surgery, don't get discouraged by this. I got on the scale. I only lost three pounds and that's impossible, but I, it's all water weight and it's all the, no, yeah, you, you were pumped up for, with fluids and shit. Like once, once you really start to heal and everything's done, you're going to, you'll, you'll probably be down like 10 pounds. Yeah. So now I got to do that every other, any, every other time. I'm um, like, I do it every few, few hours, but there's this whole thing called now they don't teach you all this. And again, plastic surgery is expensive as it is. And there's so many other things that you have to do that you don't even realize once you get, 
your constipation. Apparently, when you have liposuction, you have to have a liposuction massage in order for the skin to actually lay flat. Like, I remember Tara Reed's stomach. She, I guess she didn't do that, and that's why she looked like lumpy dumpy, and her belly button was, like, off to the side. Oh, my God, yes. So you have to do... Um, you have to do these um, massages to get them out. So right now, this woman hit me up on Instagram. I mean, everyone's been so overwhelmingly nice to me. And this woman, she wrote a book called After the Cut. Her name is um, Nicole. Hold on, let me find her here. Mom? More. Dr. Nicole. Here she is. Her, doctor. her name is Dr. Nicole. I think she's Dr. Um, P. Me? Somas. Nicole Somas. Nicole New York City physical therapist, pioneer of recovery of afterplex surgery, top doctor, NYPD. Oh, sorry. No, New York Presbyterian Hospital seat lifter, seat filler. I don't know what she does. But anyway, she's going to be coming to the hotel room here at the Archer in uh, about an hour. And she's going to be doing her famous massage and drain all those things for me. So my stomach will actually lay flat and I can actually start getting a good shape, even though I'm wearing the girdle. Um, that's super, super important. You have to find and get lipo massages. Um, all, the, all the people on Instagram on my DMs who have been through this and have been showing, tell, giving me support ever since I announced this, I can't thank you enough that, I mean, like, it's like you need, when you go through something so scary that you've never done before, it really, it's, when you have a sense of community and just that people, enough people telling you it's gonna be okay and giving you real honest things, that helped me so much. So if you, if we spoke on Instagram or, or you, you know, told me anything that changed my life and made me feel so much more comfortable going into it. And then I was surprised that so many people I know in, on Instagram and on Facebook and stuff for years that I would like hot guys, I would never even talk of. They're all coming out of the woodwork saying, Oh my God, I had that done. You're, you're it's the best decision I ever made in life. I'm so happy you're doing it. Yet no people, way. People from high school that I haven't spoken to since kindergarten are sending um, me messages on Facebook, sending cards to my father's house um, wishing me well recovery and congratulations, like friends saying, I know this was a, just a big self-esteem for you because I, you know, I, I couldn't take my shirt off in gym class. You know, I would hide every time they did shirts and skins. Like I, I would literally, I would, I would kill, I, I would freak out if I had to be the topless one. And just like, it's a whole thing in my life that happened. Like, you know, I couldn't do anything. There's so many uh, cases of gynecomastia. So if no one knows what I had done, it's called gynecomastia. It's male breasts. Basically, um, it's a hormonal imbalance. I have more, my body produces more estrogen than it does testosterone. So like when you're born, eventually, I think that the, this is my educated guess. I, you know, like the, when, when you become a woman, you have a, the gland under there, which is going to be the gland that creates your milk duct for you. You're able to, to, to be able to breastfeed. So I think it's, that's like your body starts making that part of you in your body. Yeah. And then it's like, you know, you know, when girls have, um, when you girls get boobs for the first time and they get those little little flower buds, like two little puffy, little tr little puffs of nipples or titties. Sick. That's what it is. But for the man, it just stays like that because it because and then you're, otherwise women they go into breasts they they grow the breasts. So we get stuck with this gland that you have to get out, and that's what I had done. So the gland. It's, it's literally it's literally a tit, girls. Like when when you're like at fully like almost growing them, um, but you're at like stage two of the tit. Yeah. So I had that and they said to give you a really nice result. And I don't care. So I do like a belly on a guy, um, but I know it's not healthy and, um, I mean, and it's not a great shape. So he was nice to say, why don't we do the 360 lipo? I said, sure. It's happening. If I just had my tits done, just had my gynecomastic top surgery, I would be, 100% better and like working today and just be out and about, it would be fine. It's the liposuction around your whole body that feels the worst because you have a little, even though oh. decisions, those, those needles or those suction cup string um, poles are sticking in you are like three feet long and they're going in and out, cutting things up. Oh, it's so gross. So it's like not pain. It's just the most uncomfortable feeling. Like I can only compare it to like, I've worked out when I used to work out, I went really, really hard at the gym one day. And like, you're just so sore. It's just very sore. There's a lot of things I can't feel certain areas but that's expected. Um, and yeah, so slowly but surely, Nicole came over. Nicole came over the first day I got here and she brought me, honestly, honestly, ladies, 
the most beautiful, <laughs> most beautiful arrangement. It could not be more perfect. I, I, you know, I love flowers and I have very specific taste in flowers. Yes. I was so nervous to like get like the perfect flower. And it was no. so funny because um, I didn't want to go like all the way to East Hanover because I knew she wasn't going to have the flowers that you like. And so I ended up Googling or I mapped. Um, I used Google Maps to find like the nearest forest around me. And I went to one in Chatham. But like you have to like call because yeah. they can't just make it on hand. Like it takes an hour. I was like, no, I need them right now. So then I ended up going to Madison because I know they have a beautiful store in there that I've always wanted to go in. So I was excited. And I went to the place in Madison and you guys, it's fucking insane. I forget what they're called, um, but it was all decorated with Christmas. They had like Christmas furniture. They had home decor, candles. It was kind of like boutique and they had clothes, but then they also had like the flowers. It was just so freaking gorgeous. Um, oh, I wish I remembered the name. But I went in there and they had some pre-made flowers in the fridge. So you could like go in the fridge. It's like a walk-in thing. And then you could pick out the bouquet. And when I walked in there, they had a little one of the one I got you. And then that one. And I was like, what are the odds that all these flowers would be something that Joey would put in his house? And I was like, oh my God, this is perfect. Every week. It's hydrating. I know. It was like, it was kind of like mommy was saying, this is it. Because the the, the sun was like shining on the flowers. I actually got chills. I was like, all right, mom, I'll get these. So I ended up getting that. And it was just, it, it, I I felt mommy when I, when I found them. I'm going to put them on the Instagram right now on my stories and and do it again. So Um, gorgeous. No, Nicole. And they were, that was just the perfect thing. I don't think I cried when I saw you because I was still out of it. But yeah. I've been, my emotions have been up and down. Like I've been very forgetful. I've been telling people the same stories. Did I say this already? Yeah, see? Oh my God, you're on drugs. My memory's very shot. I can't, um, he's like 90. So he all brought me flowers. And then now I'm, and I thank God my father's here. It's like, even though he's he's half crippled himself because he like hurt his arm years ago. He's just, um, I wouldn't be able to do this if it wasn't for him. Like I wouldn't be able to like, you know, I thought I was going to have to have him wipe my ass, but Nicole offered to do it last night when she was drunk, but. I should. I didn't have to do it. I yeah, I would have did. I would have did it. I know you would. I just reached around and did it myself. But I had to send Poppy to the store to get the most embarrassing things in life because. Oh tell- my god! I need to get. He said, "What well, you go get overnight Kotex maxi pads, and that's what you're gonna stick." I have, plus and, and diapers. So I pull. I have pull ups. I depends men's pull ups on, and then stuffed onto the two scars that I just I have to projectile squeeze the the blood out of. I have two overnight Kotexes, and then I just stuff anything I can find in there, and I hold well, it. Well, Joey literally looks like he had a baby. You know, like you have a baby, and you have to make the sandwich in your underwear. There's blood everywhere. Uh-huh. Joey is using all the stuff that I used after I had the kids. Yeah, <laughs> and this it's exact same stuff. I just washed it under the sink. Um, so I had um, I have this contraption on, and I have to keep this vest on with all the padding. And I have to rub this nipple cream on my nipples after um, every couple hours, which is going to keep the thing, my nipples from not falling off. Cause that'd be my worst. Well, not my worst, but it'd be pretty bad. Um, but you know, I told you like, such a good job. I mean, I've, I've seen myself topless just once with like everything off and my I'm bloated as fuck. My waistline is, is bigger than ever. I look like, um, I look crazy. I look like a, a, a dolphin or something, but a my dolphin, everything I need out of my chest, he took, so much of it out. It's like a really flat chest, almost like a bird chest. I went to having like the biggest titties to like the most flattest bird chest. Um, but now what I'm excited about is like before, if I had, if I made, if I had um, worked out and I've worked out a bunch, but I never saw results on my chest because there was such a layer of like fat. There's probably like a four or five inch layer from where the muscle is to where my skin was a fat. So now that that's all gone, he said, just basic exercising will give you a, give you that chest definition and puff them out even more. And yeah. then, and I don't really, have, and you know, Nicole, when I do, when I was working out with you and I was, we were going to um, my Anthony Michael's gym and um, I was going to doing the boxing. I got, I got a lot of muscle definition very quickly. Um, so yeah, I would definitely hit up Ant and be and like, you know, when you're ready to work out and lift and be like, what do I do? Um, you know, like what are the be- best exercises to start getting my chest that's nice and muscly. That's the best. And he is the best. No, and he, the, what's great about him is Nicole's been going to him for, for many, many moons. And she introduced years, years. His father is a top, top physician. He's very, and I, I believe he, he did some pre-med schooling. I believe he has a degree in nutrition, uh, a registered dietitian. I believe he is. 
he is he's the smartest one of the smartest guys and he owns um Florham Park Fitness in Florham Park, which is um, you know, we live right here. I'm at the Archer Florham Park and calls it a house in Florham Park. This is where this is where we go. Anyway, he knows how to cater to everything like everyone needs. And every time I go to him, I get results and he gives you the best advice. And um, much like Trutella, he's on call all the time. He'll always let you know, like, you know, if you're going through something, text me and I'll, I'll have it. But oh, now yeah. here we are. I'm in the hotel room that I, um, I said you work with influencers and they sure did. Um, so they were nice enough to give me this. Embarrassing. So I know. Um, and now I have the massage lady coming over to, to squeeze my fat out. And um, Massage lady? She's the, 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 lip, the lipo massage lady that he was telling me about. Oh, really? Yeah, Dr. Nicole. Um, I don't know how to pronounce her name. She's, but her, she, has, she just wrote the book after the cut. Look, her up. she's coming to my hotel room in a few minutes and she's going to um, drain my blood things to get me going with that. But um, all in all, if you're thinking about doing this, 100% do it. I wish I did this when I, when I was younger. Really the, I feel the scariest part is getting put to sleep. That was actually the best part because you don't remember anything. You're literally just laying there. And then the lights go out and then you wake up. Yeah. And, and then you wake up and you're like, what the fuck happened to me? Yeah. Um, I couldn't go poopies for a while because after anesthesia and they had me on oxycodones or um, I don't know, the Percocets, Molly Percocets. Percocets. Yeah. So I've been taking those and they constipate you. And that's the one thing I hate because I like to go to the bathroom number two at least six times a day. So um, I haven't gone for like four days. And then finally, Yesterday, um, after was it an explosion? Uh, it was nothing. I haven't had that many satisfying um, amounts coming out because I really haven't. Been, I haven't eaten anything. Like yesterday, like I just been having pastina and broth, like those little macaronis and broth. Um, I have some saltine crackers. I don't really have an appetite, but I'm not like nauseous. I just try and like not to like pick out on a lot of food, especially if I wasn't going to be able to shit. I don't want to like, have like meat and stuff rotting in my stomach, so I just been eating like light little things here and there. I'll, I'll have a bite of something here, bite something there, but it's just more about resting. Every day it feels better. So my fingers stopped being numb. My fever went away. My blood pressure's back to 96. Um, not nice. My, my, my heart rate's back down to like not 80s and 90s. I mean, every day it's just, you just get better and better. Knock, knock on what I keep going um, at an uphill pace with it all the way to the top and having everything be good for me. Um, he said, strongly strongly listen to this This is the most important thing about the no smoking i think in the beginning of it it was it was important but it wasn't as important as now don't quote me but he goes absolutely absolutely don't even go in a room or near anywhere near a vape um because any any sort of nicotine that that one thing i don't know what the correlation is i don't know how to spell that what by the way <laughs> kill the skin so when you because he actually had something i didn't think he was gonna do that nicole you were right he removed my nipples completely and like put them um in chelsea's purse to hold them yeah like, these nipples over here and then he came back and we're gonna revisit these another date and then he like brought them back afterward and, and sewed them back on so like my nipples were sitting there like for a while so i so we got to make sure the nipples don't the skin doesn't die so that's why they tell you not to smoke so if you're a smoker or you're having plant surgery stop as much as you can beforehand and definitely afterwards and i hope i never go back to smoking again and if i do i hope it's just like a little pearl a little jewel puff once in a while when i'm feeling frisky or something because if i have a yeah new i feel like you'll do it when you're drunk yeah that's it yeah i have a new I have, i'm gonna have a new body i mean and, and i gotta remember patience i'm the most impatient person in the world with your titties with the things with breast implants is you get instant gratification and he was telling me dr chell he can do a, a, a breast augmentation and 30 minutes flat, 15 minutes for each tit. All they literally do is cut a slit on the bottom and shove the thing in and then fill it up and then sew you back up. He goes, he can do those. Oh, that's why he, he does them all day long. Even the nurse, the one that took care of me is, is overnight. The place that I held my hand when I was crying says, oh, you come from Dr. Tutela? Yes, he likes big boobs. Big boobs. Sick. <laughs> so like, I said, well, mine are the opposite. He took them away from me, but... um. Yeah, those go so well. So, I mean, he does them so quickly. So if you're looking to have anything done, plastic surgery-wise, um, or even just um, Botox or any kind of work, um, facial reconstruction, anything, Dr. Chattel's father was is one of the world-renowned um, um, plastic surgeons in, in the nation. His name is Rocco Chattella. And, and Dr. John Paul took over for him and is the young hot stud now. I think he's so cute. I think he's adorable. And he ended up. So how I found Dr. Trutello was um, 
my sister-in-law because my sister-in-law went to school with him. They went to high school together. I feel like they went to prom or something. Yeah. But they, but yeah, but they were they were really good friends. And I, you know, when I wanted to get my boobs done after the two kids, I was like, Janelle, I need a doctor. But I like I have no idea who to go to. And you know, it's my first surgery. And, you know, I was nervous. I wanted it to be like top of the line. And, you know, I wanted like a really, really good doctor. So she told me to go to him. And I was like, oh, he's right here, like literally right by my house. So I went to. So she came with me and I went to go meet him and he looked at me. And right then and there, he's been my doctor for years now. So I go to him for Botox um, and he's only done my boobs, which I'll, I'm definitely going to do again after I'm officially done with kids. I feel like I want one more, but we'll see. Um, so that's how I found him. And then he was like, you know, if any of your friends want any work, you know, rec- rec- recommend them to me. So I had um, two of my friends go to him and then Angelina wanted her boobs. So now she goes to him and she gets her all of this shit done. Um, and then, of course, Joey. So he is an amazing doctor. I know people that fly in to see him to get surgery because everyone just trusts him. So if you guys are listening and you ever want to get something done, improve your body or just fix something like Joey did, um, definitely check out to Teller. He's in Livingston, New Jersey, and he is by far the best doctor. Like I trust him with my life. If I wanted to grow like a third leg, I would go to him to make it happen. Right, absolutely. I wish she. I wish she just said like was my regular doctor. Like, like when I have a right, like for like everything. I I mean, yeah, just he doesn't have time for that. He's he's too busy making people look beautiful. But like, I have the sniffles. Can I use? Can I have some antibiotics? Um, but I gotta say, things are going slowly, slowly but surely. And I just feel like for this, I I think in about like oh, I mean, I can imagine by the by the by Monday, I think I'm gonna be back up and running. I, the only thing is I had to wear this silly girdle for a, for a whole two months. So everything stays pressed together because otherwise, um, since all, you know, everything was removed and squished around, you have to keep it all tight in shape. Otherwise, because when, it, when um, the fat's all loosey goosey now, the reason why I have to wear this is so what everyone remember when they all get together, all the fat cells and skin cells are all like, oh, hey girl. And they all get to meet each other and then they, they, cl- they cling on to each other. So it stays like that. So I know like I went from going wearing a girdle every day since I was 12. But after the two month period, not to wear this anymore, we're going to be doing a, a girdle burning ceremony um, in the woods. Yes, queen, like a reveal, like a reveal party. You know how, um, oh, what's that show on E where they fix all the people's bed? botched? So botched, you know, they go in and they get their surgery and then they always have a, re- a reveal party for all of their family and friends to right. see like how they look after. We should definitely do that for you. And you walk in with your shirt off and you're like all drama and shit. I know. I cannot wait. Um, well, yeah, so it was an experience that is a lot more dramatic than I thought it was going to be. Um, the lipo, it's not the chest part. So if, if you're if you're a dude, if you're man to man. OK, dude. Ew. Man to man, or even if you are, um, if you're a person transitioning from female to male and you're thinking about getting your top surgery and what it's like, um, I had the exact surgery that, that, um, transgender guys get. Um, and I thought that's when I first went to him, I said, I want the surgery that these, uh, transgendered men are getting. Their chest looks so hot and they're the perfect shape and they have like, you know, nice and square. Their nipples are nice and flat. That's what I want. And so I brought him pictures of a couple of uh, people I follow on Instagram that have had their top surgery. Um, That's not the scary part. Nothing scary. I'm just saying, but that was the easy part. I'll be honest that your top surgery is going to be the easy part. Um, and it's just about kind of aftercare, just making sure you're not doing too strenuous. It's the liposuction that did all around and doing so much procedures at one time. I think that's why it felt like I got hit by a truck. But even though I'm not throwing up on the ground and like, and, and you know, unable to get up and I'm, I'm walking around every day to get blood flow going. Um, but again, I'm not, you're not going to be hundred percent for three days, but about, I would say after about two weeks, you're going to be hundred percent back. Um, maybe a little sore, maybe a little numb here and there, but it's not, it's not as bad as it seems. And if you've been waiting to do this your whole life, I mean, I can't even brag it because I, I, I can't take my clothes off and try on my outfit yet. But when I do, I'm just going to, I had, I was doing an interview with um, 
the publication this week. I said, what's, what is the first thing you're going to do when you're all healed up and ready to do? I said, I am going to put on every outfit I own. I'm going to go into every fancy store that I can like, you know, not fancy store, but like, you know, it's clothing stores that I can never find. Yeah, and I'm going to try a button up shirt. I'm going to throw my, uh, just a white, plain white t-shirt on and run to Starbucks to get coffee and not worry if people are looking at my big fucking fat titties. Um, things like that. It's, and it's, it's just something that I suffered my whole life with. And, the outpour support of everyone. People are people. People from um are, the show we just filmed on the beach. The whole yeah. the whole crew was texting me, saying we're thinking. Oh. It's like these people come out of the woodwork, and it's such it's such a good feeling, especially with everything going on in the world. There's love and caringness. Is it's is like it, it um it overwrites anything, and it's just little things. People I haven't heard them for years. Just a little, we're thinking of you thing it's like you feel so loved you feel so supported and so safe it's just been so nice to hear from everyone agreed and i feel like um when you posted on facebook and everyone was like or well you said you know i'm going into surgery joey had hundreds of comments of friends and family um you know commenting good luck you're gonna do amazing just like the outpour of love and support for you I, I love that you got to see that. And also I had so many people texting me, like, like I'm your parent. So mm -hmm. like, um, how's he doing? Let me know how he is. And you know, everybody was worried, but like, so excited for you. And, and, and I'm glad you said that. I'm, I'm, that was a great point. Diane. thank you for bringing that up. Uh, <laughs> what I was going to say is, Oh yeah. I was scared because I was alone and I couldn't have you in the room with me or my father in the room with me. And again, those horrible people that who dealt with COVID like that. I felt, I never felt more embraced and I didn't, I, I didn't feel alone at all because, you know, even though it's a silly thing, but checking the phone or messages or calls or flowers or anything like that, the outpourings of support, I never felt, and, and my, and my, my name is Alexis. I never felt alone or scared to be alone once because of all your support. And I can't thank you, Nicole, enough for setting me, setting this up for me and, and helping me get it to happen. And Dr. Tella, of course, and um, with that being said, um, to Dina and Chris. Um, but have the great rest of your Friday. Um, drink like a fish. Like I always say, keep your chin up, your panties down. Play my blood pressure doesn't go up and then my nipples don't fall off. And, um, and I love you all. Thank you for this. Nicole, I love you. Dr. Teller, I love you. And um, Oprah Winfrey, I always love you. To yes, we love all of you. And to Joey's new nipples. Bruised black dick and crest. So long. Boom. Bye. It's happening.